0: Hello and welcome back to another Player 2 review discussion. My name is Paul James, today I'm joined by Player 2 editor and legend, Matt Houston. How are you, mate?
1: I'm good. Back on the work gear again, still on the dodgy microphone, so sorry if I sound worse than normal.
0: I mean, better that than the dodgy internet that you're still rocking at the moment, so yeah. um, we, we do what we have got to do to make it work. We do. For anyone potentially listening on podcast feeds, if you're... Uh, YouTube viewer, you should be able to tell quite clearly by now that we're talking about Halo Infinite. You and I have both had access for a while, you had had even earlier access than, than myself, you had the pre- had some preview coverage that you did a while back, you've yep. now both been playing the review build, and we're going to discuss the game in some depth, without going into spoilers, because that would be dickish of us.
1: Halo has story.
0: It has a story. It yep. may be good, it may be bad, we'll discuss that shortly, but we won't spoil any of it on you. So, Matt, you're the one that's uh, put together the review for the Player 2 website. We're putting We're Putting. putting. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, tr- I'm trying to juggle the tense because this is going be like my bad embargo. Tonight, yeah. I promise. <laughs> It'll be up by the time this re- uh, this video goes out, so look forward to that. But tell me what you think of Halo Infinite.
1: Look, it's a real uh, return to form, I think, for the franchise. Um, five, I think four, 343 four, three Studios kind of got the story part right in 4, uh, but didn't get the multiplayer right, yep. and then they got the uh, multiplayer right in 5, which was fantastic. I love the multiplayer in 5. But um, butchered the story. Really ball- up the story. <laughs> um, they've, they've managed to get them both together, it seems, in in this point in time. Obviously, the, the multiplayer is going through a lot of tweaks and fixes as it goes on, because it's still technically in beta. Um, which which is a load people- of bullshit, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I think they're just using that preseason to you know work like, out the yeah. balances and Actually, stuff. I mean, using that like preseason that.
0: language is the perfect way to describe it because yeah, like it's hey, this is that preseason. We'll we'll tweak and whatever so that come uh, the the big leagues on the super nine, we can go. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So uh, we won't talk too much about the molly because it's out there. You can play it.
0: Yeah, go play. E- it. Everyone's fun. had their say on that one so far. So yeah. we're really going to pick through the campaign um, because yeah. that's what you and I have been spending most of our time playing lately.
1: Yeah, and it's a good chunk of time too. Like it's it's not a short game. Um it's it's got a good length to it, I would guess doing most the most things, it's it's about the sixteen hour mark would be my guess. That's
0: the number um, you threw at me when you said you'd done yeah. about three quarters of the extra stuff.
1: Yeah, about three quarters of the extra stuff. I I went back and took some screenshots and started tidying up a few more things that I missed too, so um, it, it's it's got a good heft to it. I mean, if you wanted to complete this run, I say it could probably easily run eighteen to twenty hours. I would yep. I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I, if you were I, doing the full thing.
0: I mean, I'm not done. I've been kind of checking in with. From the moment you finished, I've been checking in with you, saying, "Okay, I've I've done this. How far off am I?" And you seem to be indicating I might have it at what an hour or two left. Yeah, probably two hours left. I would say. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I, I don't think I've been as... Uh, I guess because I had significantly less time to play it than you did, uh, I've been a little bit more golden pathing it. Still been exploring that the side stuff in the open world. And I guess that was my big concern going into it. Is, okay, you're looking to kind of turn it into an open world game. Great, is this going to become a Ubisoft thing, which is where they're just going to throw too much stuff at you? And they don't.
1: No, not at all. It's very much a... The open world component's are very much like a breathing space between yeah. the quite intense... like focused traditional halo missions like the story missions are still what you would expect from a halo game they're very focused they're uh story driven you go through a set path it's very linear but then after you finish that you get some time in this open world to breathe and you know tackle some side things if you'd like if you know you want to upgrade your suit or if you want to just tool around and free some free some marines from from uh, captivity you can do that you know it's just a little bit of breather between the the, the intensity that are the and you're still uh, rewarded for doing that too
0: whether it's the spartan Absolutely, cause yeah. or um by by kind of taking down the outposts and uh, and kind of acquiring the fobs that's giving you you know points that you can fast travel to you've got the the high profile targets which are really nice challenges as well a high get, uh, upgradable yeah.
1: weapons then so yeah so th- when you take it a high target, you get a an upgraded version of an existing weapon with with extra boosts of that weapon, which are and they're all worth chasing down because they're yeah. all very good.
0: Yeah, it it, it all it's, it's not there's no bloat. I guess no. is the the thing to the open world, which does I, I, yeah that was kind of my big concern going into it, and they've actually managed to make sure that whatever goes in, it's meaningful and it's valuable, it's entertaining and engaging and challenging in just the right ways. And then there's the actual core campaign itself in terms of the actual main missions, which are. Halo to the like to the core,
1: absolutely. And then, and and what they've done with this one too is, uh, in previous Halo games, I have found myself always sticking to the almost the traditional weapon loadout that I played in the first game. Yep. Because you, you know they got it so right in the first game with those weapons that they had, and I, for I mean, the, the long that's um, all you need the pistol. I've I've he- held with those weapons, but now. Every new like, there's a lot of new weapons in Halo 6 that haven't been in the previous games and they're all exceptional. They yeah. all have their purpose. They're all really well thought out, all really well designed. Um and they're a joy to use. Like what's always made Halo so great is that ebb and flow of combat between, you know, you having two weapons and using those two weapons in in meaningful ways against yep. enemies. Uh, even more so now, it pays to have if you have. So they they've broken it down into four categories now, which is kinetic, um, plasma, uh, shock, shock yep. and with, and it the, with whatever the H. The,
0: it's kind of this yeah, purple. I can't, of the, I can't think of the. It's name. the forerunner
1: weapon, anyway. Yeah. So the forerunner weapons, um, and each of those have a bonus, and you really need to have two different types of weapon in your kit at all times because. Enemies are significantly tougher if you don't have the right weapon to take them on. For example, the the jackals, even with the jackals with their shield, which is a basic halo enemy type, they're significantly tougher these days if yeah. you don't have a plasma weapon. Um, you really have to get in close and get behind them if you don't have a plasma weapon handy. Whereas the plasma weapon takes down their shield really quickly, and you can take them down quite fast.
0: To be fair, things like the um, like you know, obviously the the grapple shot that we've now got in there do like if you don't have that. Correct weapon yes. with you for something like a jackal. This doesn't apply to every single weapon because there are big heavies in there that'll beat the shit out of you if you get too close. But yep. um, like if you do find yourself in that instance where this is a stock standard enemy, I should be able to take this out, but I don't have the right weapon with me. Grapple them. That knocks the shield out of the way. Grapple them again. Pulls you close. Yep. Melee. Job done. Yeah. Um, so you've got ways around hook? it. Oh, it works a treat. This is like I thought. The grapple look like, is amazing. Yeah, I thought what it did with Doom Eternal was was great. With the with the grapple but yeah. it's even better here it's
1: it's just the best addition to halo because all of a sudden verticality is a real thing now especially in the open world areas there's nowhere that's out of reach um, I purposely went looking for the edge of the map uh, and climbing up some significantly high mountains and things and you can get there yeah you you know the game doesn't stop you from doing Did you it there's actually off? yeah, just yeah to see what happens. into space um <laughs> So, yeah, for those that don't know, the ring that you're on this time, Zeta Halo, has been uh, in some sort of explosion, which I won't ruin what happened there. But so there's bits and pieces missing of the Halo ring itself, so you can fall off into space if you jump off the edge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess we can throw the, light, the lightest bit out there because it's already available to people. You know, like, Atriox is a big part of it. Um, yes. In terms of what happens there, and you know, kind of is the the driving force. Now, I didn't actually know Atriox, so I hadn't really messed around with Halo Wars, yes. <clears throat> which is obviously where he he kind of hails from. Um, and that, I that didn't. In, if I if I kind of sidestep into the story stuff, that didn't yep. hurt the experience for me at all. No. They did a really no, good they, job of kind of.
1: They haven't I mean, assumed that he's, a, he's a big bad guy. He's
0: he's kind of the the toughest guy and look out he'll you know he's he's got history and he'll kick your ass and and even if even if you didn't buy into that just from a little bit of background they show it at the beginning they show how and why they they show master chief how and why he's so good um yeah. and that's that's all you need to know to, okay i need to take this guy seriously that's it we're on yes. a- and then the and the threat that he kind of represents for the entirety of the narrative so i, I was i was really in on on that straight away um pretty cool
1: they seem always the the enemies in halo have been almost religious they, they've been yep. zealots like the covenant is a religious group at its core uh, whereas this core the banished they're made of people that didn't agree with the covenant so that's their backstory they were exiled from the covenant because they didn't agree with them
0: they were banished um
1: yes hence the name but they are uh, warriors to a core, and that they're very much a warrior society. So, I guess uh, you know you consider them to be the equivalent of Spartan, a, a Spartan society. Um, in that, that everything they do is about the glory of combat and the glory of of, of victory and things like that. So their motives are built around testing themselves, around um, uh, you know being the ultimate warriors. So it's a very different motive. From the bad guy this time around yep. to what we've seen in Halo in the past, uh, and it, it's really quite refreshing. Actually, we're not dealing with religious mumbo jumbo about belief of the Forerunners, and, and the Forerunners are there and all their bits and pieces are there, but they they kind of take a they back, take a back seat. seat. Yeah, and um, there's some really cool little things to find and audio logs and stuff that give you more Forerunner backstory, which is really interesting. But they're not essential. You know, that's just tasty little tidbits on the side. Um, this is really a story about the the banished. Uh, almost ending humanity on this ring, and the Master Chief fighting back. So,
0: yeah, him being the kind of the last, yeah. the last great hope, which is, I guess, that's, it, that's, the, that's the, the chief narrative. Yeah, that that in itself yeah. is kind of kind of well worn, but the way they deliver it is still really really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and then you've got this dynamic between what I've been dubbing New Cortana, New Cortana. A- and Chief Weapon. The yeah. name in the game is Weapon.
1: Yeah. Um, and and uh, the Echo 316 which is the pilot um, which you see in all the trailers and then Master Chief so they're the three main characters that you, you and there's quite a good interplay between the three of them
0: yeah uh, I mean they're, yeah. Each, they're each kind of depending on each other in different ways and when things start to go a little awry which for me I'm just starting to see things starting to go a little bit pear shaped that's that dynamic is being tested and you can see the strain on all three of them in different ways even Master Chief which is which is really really fascinating because he's always just been the you don't have to worry about like who cares what else is going on he's always going to be 100% focused on the mission and totally dependable and he'll just get the job done and you can just see with Mm. that strain from the dynamic and the still, still, and they're not driving the message home as hard as they did in Halo Five about you know Chief and what happened with Cortana and all that sort of stuff, but you can still see little hints of that straight, like that yeah. what had happened and those memories and and how it's driving him to not make you know similar sort of mistakes. He references that a couple of times, and and that think, impacts the relationship because it's not just say, up here; it's also verbalized. So,
1: I think it's fair to say Halo Five changed the Master Chief. Yeah, um, and. The way the game ends—that's even, I guess, more significant. Um, but Halo 5's story, while uh, not greatest, uh, it does have impact in this game. It isn't forgotten. They haven't just deleted it from memory. They, they didn't try and last Jedi it. it. No, they—they've just—they've—they've uh, they've somehow made it better. Actually, like knowing what I know now, the story of Halo 5 is better. How it was told wasn't exactly great. Um, but the story is better. Does it make you um, like
0: lo- like Locke anymore? Nah,
1: unfortunately, he was he was a bit, <laughs> he of can't a, be a bit of a dick. No, he was much better as Luke Cage in the in the Marvel series. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think they've done a really good job there in not not retconning um, Halo Five, but you know, using it as as a means for growth for the Master Chief and and seeing emotion yep. from the Master Chief. Of, of any kind. So he's not just a soldier not now. Not just a robot, he's, yeah. He's John now. He's not 117, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think, I mean, we we have seen that kind of growth over the last few, but certainly really comes to a head here. So uh, it's it was really good to see. Is, yeah. The gunplay. The gunplay awesome. feels as good as ever. And again, I guess we've already referenced the grapple shot, but like it really complements everything there. Yeah. I, I referenced that example with the jackal before, but... From what you then highlighted with the platforming to yep. the, all of those things, like it comes together in a really co- cohesive whole. It, everything fits, which is good because something like a grapple shot, um, would, like that's would break things. Yeah, but uh, they have it it's
1: superbly balanced. And honestly, the rest of the gadgets that you get, they're there. They're pretty useless. You don't, I don't need use them. You just no, I don't use them at all. I uh, apart from the initial mission where you get them, that's the only time you ever use them. After that, it's just the grapple shot. Just yeah. <laughs> that's all you needed. It's, it's like
0: with all it's, the Spartan cores, for example. Now to kind of explain that for people, like you, they're basically skill points. Essentially, like you collect them and they become skill points that you can attribute to whatever. Like I've just invested all of mine into the shield because I didn't need the other things. Like yes, they're just yeah, pretty much. Um, the, the, even the, the grapple, grapple shot, shot, I didn't. I didn't bother too much with.
1: Oh, it, it gets a real cool shock feature where it oh, shocks really? the enemy. Yeah, so you upgrade it and it shocks the enemy as you zip in and then you smash them. And if you've got a melee um, weapon like a sword or a hammer, it triples the damage that that does if you Ooh. zoom in with it. Yeah, so it, it, it makes it, yeah, it's it's a really good way to get some of those really tough brute enemies quickly because yeah. there's some really quite challenging enemies. Um, even just in not talking about boss or elite, like uh, you know. Critical enemies. These are just standard grunts that are running around, but they can be quite tough. Even the general old grunts these time are, are a lot tougher than they used yeah. to be. The AI seems improved. The and hunters, the, which this says a time lot, because the AI was always tough. tough,
0: and the hunters, yeah, yeah. The
1: hunters are properly tough this time. Like
0: you need those forerunner weapons. I've been fighting. Like if I've got yeah. those, I can take a bit of a sigh of relief. But even then, it's still not easy.
1: You get caught out with some basic weapons against a hunter and you're dodging for your life and trying to get shots in, in their weak spots in the back and zipping around with the grapple hook. And yeah, it, it makes just some super engaging combat, like challenging, but really a lot of fun.
0: And look, I mean, with with the hunters, I did find myself cheesing a little bit every now and then, like, okay, I'm just going to, I found this oh, spot yeah, in the and bushes. You <laughs> pop, pop in and out. And yeah. like, because, because of the fact they have gone more open world, there are these opportunities where you can kind of. And because everything's so vertical, you can kind of get up nice and high, and then squeeze into a gap. And then there's a little slot there that you can shoot uh, shoot from. Which obviously, you know, if they decide to turn and fire at it, they they shoot basically big uh, pulse yeah. cannons and whatnot, and can still get you through the wall just from the explosion. But like, I can sneak a few shots away, and then back up far enough that they can't get me, and I'll just in and out and in <laughs> and out until until the job's done. But um. And that's that's in those scenarios where I've totally got the wrong weapon. But I guess they they yep. still do a really good job, regardless of the circumstance and regardless of what you go in with. There's always a weapon rack nearby.
1: Yeah, and there's always something that'll get the job done. Yeah, and yeah. it's not
0: always just a weapon rack. Sometimes either. Sometimes you'll just find like, hey, there's a giant heavy weapon sitting right here against this rock,
1: and yeah, it wasn't someone you killed previously. Time. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's
0: usually a queue, um,
1: but <laughs> It's the old, you know, you walk into a room full of health pickups and go, oh, fuck, here we go. But at the same time, like, there's a
0: few of those, like, it's just been, ra- like, it's randomly seen there. It's not, yep. like, they're not putting the neon sign on either. Yeah. It's just it's just no. there, um, which yes, which is, yeah. like, there are the ones that they do signposts for you, especially in kind of the, the main missions. If you see the rack and it's got, you know, some big heavy things, you're going, okay, here we go, crack some knuckles, yeah. let's go. But yep. every now and then you just see it, like, in that open world, you just... Randomly see one, they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, I just stumbled onto this, but this is yeah making all the difference now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially it's, it's very things. well designed, like very balanced. Yeah, um, they've they've pretty much like a problem with the open worlds is it often gets out of balance because you've got so much space to play in, I guess. But uh, they've they've thought about the encounters and and placed the encounters in such a way that that it's, it's all very well thought out and there's all always meaning to the seeming madness that that you have so yeah. uh, they've done an incredible job of that to be honest uh, i mean you know ubisoft and that could could take cues from them with some of their open world things in how well balanced these these spots are that they're in you know there's 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 that i guess far cry feeling with the outposts which are the fob base um, but each of those is slightly different. Each of those um, has different enemies at them. You know, they might have some vehicles there that you've got to take into account. Uh, uh, whereas, you know, it, it never gets stale uh, yeah. at all. They've 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 created it in such a way that it's engaging every single time you do it.
0: But I guess one of the big key things, and if you compare it to basically any Ubisoft yeah. open world game, is the fact that in those because they've let more and more into the RPG side of things in recent years, there is this constant need to, you know, to better your stats. Yeah. Here, it's it's not. It's more traditional in that sense where it's an open world, but, like, you could ch- chase none of those Spartan cores if you want. You don't yeah, have to absolutely. up your skills in anything. Uh, it was, like, the statistical side, sorry, I should say. You want to yeah. up your, your personal ability with, with gun in hand. But, like, if you're capable you you're still going to be okay like it doesn't it doesn't punish for that and i think that's one of the most rewarding things like you can just go and do things your own way and everything is still totally available and accessible to you like you can still be the master chief you know stronger than everyone fearing no one
1: yeah nothing nothing's uh nothing in the side scope is essential yeah um if you just want to power through and play the story missions just like a traditional Halo game, you absolutely can. There's a couple of missions part of it where you have to skip around at different locations and find some things. That but apart from that, you don't have to engage in the site open world much at all, to yeah. be honest. Um, it's it's up to you if you if you don't want to do it. But if you do want to do it, there's a lot of fun to be had as well. Like, don't think it's the B content. It's not. It's A content still. Yeah,
0: it's perfectly complementary yeah. to it. Yeah. So. You did touch on the one, my one big concern for the game, which is the the old Halo. Go and activate three of these. Go and you know do four yeah. of that. Go do, like, there's still a little bit of that at times. Which
1: there is still a little bit of that, and which it didn't feel as bad this time around because the, there's an open world. I yeah. think for me, um, I was going to say
0: it didn't feel so bad simply because like if you went to go do the first or the second or the third of whatever that thing happened to be, spoilers for people, um, yeah. the you know the second, third, fourth time every time there'd be a little interaction there between yourself and the weapon slash new Cortana um, yeah. that would justify why you've been there. You can see a change in something or you can see this... Ha- like, if you just did it the once, it might have been a little bit jarring yeah, for yeah. this instant result of, yeah. of whatever happened. Um, which, yeah, they've used it to, yeah. to
1: space the story elements out as well, so... It, it's been well thought out. Um, it is a traditional Halo thing, but it's also, you know, you're out in the open world, you get distracted on the way to wherever you're going, oh, there's something over there I can do, you know, pretty goldfish syndrome yep. on the way to something. And, and that's how I tend to play these games is I get distracted on the way to the main thing and then eventually get back on the path. So it, it worked really well for me and it never, felt, it never felt like the library from Halo 1, you know. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. There was nothing like that. That where you just kind of it was rinse repeat for an hour. <laughs> uh, whereas yeah, it, it was it was different every time. Each of those like four points that Paul's talking about is a different encounter. Even when you get to the place, like there's a different different enemy loadout. There's yes. a different you know um, different landscape. So your options change. You know that sort of thing. So uh, they've done well to keep the variety in 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 mixing things up
0: and actually i mean like we didn't really touch on it properly but uh some new enemy types that have popped up in there as well work well and complement things though i don't there wasn't too many times where i actually saw those new types and just to keep things basic, there they're a flying time variant i won't i won't kind of go any deeper than that for people but um you don't really see them mixing too much with the with the rest no there's the new
1: assault jackals yeah. Um, they, they're they brand new. So they're like jackals, but with little shields on their arms and they're yep. a lot more nimble and, and, and quicker. Sure. To with get. needlers and... Yeah, things like that. There's also the... There's like three or four different variants of the, the Sentinel drones that, that have been in most of the Halo games. Yeah, um, I think it's some
0: variants of those that I kind of took most notice of. But they they didn't yeah. really drop them in with the rest of the Banished. They tend no, to be no, on no, their own.
1: on their own because they were, you know... Sentinels, I guess, and they just kill everything. Um, yeah. So the banished are probably just in much trouble from them as as, as you are. Uh, but yeah, I th- I think it was a good variety. The elites now, are, are super super cool. There's a lot of very different levels of enemies that are immediately recognisable based on colour or shields or shape. You know, headgear. Um, it's very easy to recognise the rank and file uh, and who's who's going to be a tougher combatant than who and and you know you can focus or build your strategy around those immediate visual cues um, <clears throat> making you going into the encounter you know you have the knowledge you need you, you're not guessing at any point
0: yep Yeah, no, yeah. It, it all works and is balanced really really well yeah. any final thoughts about Halo Infinite?
1: I'm super positive on this. A very minor little issues every now and then I've come across. Like, there's one elite, one real tough enemy you get stuck. It's a giant with a hammer, and you get stuck in a very small space. Oh, slate.
0: yes. And that yes. was a
1: very frustrating battle. That that was about the only thing I come across that didn't feel balanced. It was. It felt more like luck than skill to take that guy out. And
0: he had a ton, uh, like he was really really fast too. Like when he decided yeah. to turn on you, and you couldn't just turn and run. And the grapple no, no. because it was so limited. It's... The grapple wasn't going to be enough to help you either. Yes, no. it's a good good point. I hated that encounter. So
1: that was that was not a great encounter. But otherwise, I think everything else has been really well balanced. It's a really good uh, effort from three four three, and it's really the game they needed to make. Um, and they've come through the year. Off, the extra year of development's obviously been spent well. Uh, it's not the best lo- back and... It's not the best looking game ever, but it's certainly not an ugly one. It's still quite good looking um but uh, yeah no they've done really well and it's it's what halo and it's what xbox needed they needed halo to be big yeah and i think they've done it
0: yeah it, it looks stunning it plays incredibly well and all those new features really complement the core experience it, it just it's masterful
1: the most important thing about it it feels like halo no matter how many new things they've added to it it feels like halo it feels there's a lot of that wonder from the first game in it they've somehow made halo an unknown again which is yeah. really cool a big part of halo's nostalgia for a lot of people and me included is that first time you step onto the halo and the first you time see? you you <laughs> learn everything in this universe uh, and they've somehow managed to to get that feeling into halo infinite which i think is probably the biggest achievement of the whole thing
0: yeah no they've done a fantastic job um you know, even this Sony pony here can't argue the fact that it's very quickly become one of my favourite games of the year. I just yeah. i've had i've had a blast playing the entirety of this thing, outside of that one encounter.
1: Of that one encounter.
0: <laughs> so yeah, any other thoughts from you at all, Matt? Uh, where can people find oh, your review? Oh, you can find it
1: on Player Two. Uh, it'll be up uh, when this goes live, um, and hopefully it will be finished. It should be
0: <laughs> <laughs> as of as of when we record this, which is a still a little while before the embargo do you have a grade in mind
1: uh, yeah look i'm i'm probably going to go with an a minus at this point so pretty darn good
0: yeah that's that's a really 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 good game so yeah. make sure to look out for halo it's it's out this week on xbox 1 on the xbox series line as well as pc via but the xbox store and steam so steam, you, yeah. and you can you can get it anywhere where there's xbox support um not to mention I guess you can play it on your phone and everything with xCloud and all that sort of stuff these days so you've got no excuses, go out and play Halo Infinite it's a fantastic title, thank you to Xbox Australia for providing us both with codes for the game Matt, for you, for the review and the preview and for myself, the review code, which has helped make this possible so thank you to everyone involved with that Matt, where can people find you to hear more of your thoughts on Halo and everything else gaming related and head over politics to HUSO81
1: <laughs> HUSO81 on Twitter or just player2au Which is the more G version of my thoughts. (laughs) Uh,
0: And Paul James (laughs) Games for me. Again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Catch this on podcast feeds or YouTube. Tune in for all the other stuff. If you're an Xbox fan, we discussed Forza Horizon 5 recently. So you can go check out some thoughts on that. Everyone seems to be loving it, especially the audio version. Maybe they didn't have to see their faces and they're happy. Uh, Our faces, sorry, and they're happy. Everyone loves Forza. Mm. Forza's good. So they're having a good year, Xbox, and this is... The the cherry on top. So, thanks a lot for watching, everyone. We'll see you next time.
1: Gotcha.